Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. Today we are doing the Arsenal preview which is on Friday Night Football. Um, this one I need us to win. Um, reason being my area manager is a huge Arsenal fan and I get too much grief. Uh, just like my brother being a Newcastle fan, uh, this is a derby for me. So I need us to put this one away to bed like we did last season. Uh, obviously we did the double. Um, so... Yeah, straight into it. Uh, lineup. I'm quite a shock. Well, not shock. Sorry, I, I'm quite excited to see what your lineup is to see if you do much changes after the collapse uh, last weekend at Villa Park. So, what is your lineup, mate? Well, at the time of recording this, Arsenal are currently playing right now against uh, Crystal Palace Monday night, which I could see as actually, you know. Favouring us, we've had an extra two days of rest. You know, even though it was a terrible performance, we we're going to need every day on the training pitch that we that we can get. And like you said, we did the double over Arsenal last uh, <clears throat> last season. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, I think he needs to scrap the five at the back. Yeah. Um, if you look at back at the um the two games that we played against Arsenal last season, I know Arsenal are different kind of team now but uh we played uh like a 4-1-4-1 formation uh, obviously that was when we had wingers that were fit um i mean the last three games against arsenal we've actually won um and that's with four back and jesus that third one was when we had pepe reiner in goal um so that's how far it goes <laughs> it goes back um for me it's got to, we need to Get a plan B, and that plan B is wingers. And I'm hoping Leon Bailey is fit. I know he just missed out against uh, Wars. For me, it's three. Sorry, not three. Four, three, three. Got there in the end. Um, you drop Twanzebe. You keep it with Mings and Concer. You keep Target and Cash because. There's no other better options um, for the full-backs. You keep Martinez. He needs to have his head screwed on against his former club. And also, to to not concede three again, let's hope. Then you have a holding midfield of Louise. You play McGinn. And uh, I'm going to push the boat out and stay with Buendia. Um, and then you're going to play... Uh, Leon Bailey, one side. I don't really know which side yet. Um, I'm really tempted to put Watkins out left, but I don't know what he's going to be like out there. The last time he played like that was with Brentford, so that's going back either a year and a half ago. So I'm going to say I'd like it to be Bailey, El Ghazi and... Watkins. Do you know what? You were so close. 
to being my 11. And now we haven't spoke about what our team is beforehand, but it was very close. So I've gone Martinez, Target, Mings, Conza, Cash, Standard, Louise, McGinn, Buendia, and I'm going to go Bailey and Traore on the wings and Danny Ings up front and Watkins on the bench. Um, for me, reason being in... Watkins was signed to be our main striker last season. Uh, but for me, situations changed. We tried to cram them both in, him and Ings. It's not working. Um, and Danny Ings, even though, like I say, Watkins does offer more usually. He hasn't so far this season. Um, Ings is a natural goal scorer. We need goals. Goals win games. Simple as. Phil like Michael Owen saying that. Um, but goals and output. You know, Ings is the better one. It's dried up for Watkins at the moment. Okay, he did score. Uh, was it against Spurs, was it, he scored? Yeah. Um, but he's not really offering that close debt. And as I said before, we need a plan A, plan B. Um, I did say, to be fair, 4 3 3 would suit Watkins more. Um, and 4 5 1 would be better for, um, for, for, for Ings, I suppose. This kind of is a 4-5-1 in a way with Buendia filling the hole behind Ings, so I suppose it is reality-wise. Um, just the way that I've, I've put it on the thing, it looks 4-3-3. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I just think Watkins have been poor and I just think we need to put him on the bench. If it's not working with Danny Ings or if we go 1-0 down, yeah, try, try the 4-4-2 again. For, uh, you know, whatever you want to try. Try and get him to work. That's fine. Even, you know, if somebody wants to drop Traore and have Watkins out wide, like you said that they did at Brentford and have Traore uh, Watkins and Bailey out wide. But for me, Ings is undroppable at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, we were close to the uh, close to it, just not the uh, cigar. So, how do you expect it to go? I mean, is there anything you would look out for? Any advantage, disadvantage? What would you think? I mean, you know, Arsenal have had a pretty slow burn to the season. They're starting to pick up pace now. They've got, well, you could call it a home advantage now. You know, they're going to have a lot of backing from the fans, even though it might be a blessing in disguise or, you know, vice versa. You know, if we are going to be trying to challenge for that Europe spaces or, you know, that eighth, seventh spot, we need to beat kind of Arsenal. But then again, we need to beat teams like Wolves. So um, it's going to be tough. You know, if you look at the last few times we've played, uh, Arsenal, it's it's you know, it obviously last season they were way, way off it. You know, we beat them three 0 at their place, and then one 0 at Villa Park. Uh, a lot of their dead wood is now gone, but a lot of their players are now becoming into form. Uh, I'm looking at their lineup against Crystal Palace tonight. It is it is strong, and you know. If it seems like we're going to say this every game, but if Villa, if the Villa we know turns up, we can give anyone a run for the money, like we did against Manchester United. Um, you know they they have got quite a lot of creativity all over the pitch, strong, um, quick wingers. They've got, but the, you know they have got their the defects and their you know their weaknesses. Um, it's just if we can exploit that when it comes to it. I mean, 
they are playing Monday, Friday, which I said earlier it could benefit us, but you know, if it if it if it doesn't then we can't we can't blame that and you know we can't rely on the, that to be the case, you know, Arsenal being tied out from, from Monday night. Um obviously we we've just got to go there and, and we, we, we say try and win, but you know, we also need to be cautious because the last time we were winning and we weren't cautious, we went up and lost. So I think the first goal is going to be very, very crucial. If Arsenal get it, I think they'll get the tails up and they could go away with the game. If we get it, they need to come out. We prefer teams to do that. We can get in behind, uh, use the pace if we use that, the lineups that we said. But I think if we have the five, I think we're inviting pressure, we'll lose the midfield and um, <clears throat> we'll get dominated on possession. Uh, and that will lead to chances for Arsenal, and it could lead to to goals and you know corners, free kicks, etc. And you know it puts the pressure on us. So let's match them because they're playing four two three one tonight. Let's match them with a four three three, or even a four two three one, and try and um, let's not try and do what we have been doing. And let's try and like we like we've been saying, try and get a plan B, and you know start to get a, a run of games going, you know, of of, of good results because it's not the, the 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 easiest of games that the running that we have. We need to get some points. It sounds like we're in dire need of points here, but our expectations are, are very high, and we expect you know win if not every other game. So. And where we want him to be, we need to get points and we need a good performance and we need to turn up today for the whole 90 minutes plus. Yeah, I mean, as you said, we are recording as Arsenal are playing um, and one benefact side is they are, well, they have currently, it's 1-0 to Arsenal. Don't want to feel like Sky Sports News here because uh, by the time you listen to this, a game we're done. But pr- at this moment in time, it's 1 0, uh, which means their goal difference is minus four, which is the worst, all, you know, all the way down to 14th, who ironically is Palace, who are also on minus four. Um, so, you know, it just shows that they don't score many goals uh, or haven't done. Um, but. We have kind of been a bit of a bogey team for them, which is good news. You know, always love to be a bit of a bogey. Um, but again, they are hitting form, as you rightly said. And that that kind of worries me a little bit because every time we come against a team who's hitting form at the right time, turn us over. <laughs> you know, we, 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 that's just what happens. It's just typical Villa to do that. Um, and as you said, they have a lot of creativity um, all over the pitch, in all fairness. They did go through, I'm sure it was a goal drought. Um, and Bamiang has kind of hit form now when he's scoring again, um, as every top striker does. Um, but I still think that they're for the taking. And as, if we can go toe to toe, we can beat them. I genuinely think, as much as we haven't done great the last couple of games, um, we haven't been, you know, overrun. We haven't been completely and utterly dominated minute to minute it's just been you know the Wolves game three set pieces Chelsea just edged it with that you know with the extra bit of quality so was Spurs 
you know, it's not, it, you know, we're not getting dominated and tucked to the cleaners like we were, you know, previous Villa teams, even in our first season back up, which is obviously expected. So, you know, we can go to toe-to-toe with anybody. And as you said, as we always say, if Villa turn up, we can beat anybody on our day. Um, and I think this is one of those games. And I don't want to sit here and expect to win because I, I, I try not to be that too optimistic. But I do think, you know, there's points to be taken from Arsenal, in, in my opinion. Um, and when you look at, you know, some of the players... I, I, I mean, I've had this argument before um, about the Arsenal side that, you know, some of our players, as we will do at the end, could get into that side, you know, and that kind of shows you how far we've come a, a, as a club. Um, but I'm still suspect. I still think Ramsdale's not a very good keeper, in my opinion. I mean, he's going to turn into bloody Buffon Friday night, me saying that. <laughs> and again, I think Ben White's not the best defenders. Again, he's going to turn into Maldini. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I, I don't, there's games you worry about, you know what I mean? Man United, I worry about every season because it's just, it's Man United, we do we, we get turned over. Arsenal's kind of, I don't worry. Obviously, you know, I panic every time we play, but there's just certain fixtures you like, you write off completely, and then there's fixtures you like, you know, you expect to win, and then the ones you're like, oh, you know, we, we get some out of it, and Arsenal's just become one of those where I'm like, yeah, we can get some out of it. Does that make sense to you? Like, do you do that? I mean, or is it just me being weird where you just look at fixtures and before a ball's even kicked, you already know kind of how many points you're taking. And this is one of those games where I'm like, yeah, we'll take something from this. I mean, yeah, there's obviously teams that you would pick out and say, these are a danger. And, you know, to get a point off these, you'd be... You know, you'd take it to the hills and, you know, run for the hills with it. I mean, if you were going off the Premier League table for this season, you're probably looking at, you know, your average big four. So that's Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, United. You'd probably have to say Spurs, Leicester, West Ham and Arsenal as well, you know, in, in that mix. If you get any points off them and you can beat the lower teams, then you're on for a good season. Um, of you know, but then again, there is really no easy games in the Premier League, um, which we need to make it not easy for the opponents, no matter what the opponent is. If it is a United, if it is a Norwich, if it's a you know, Brentford or whoever Palace, we need to make it difficult for the opponents, not them making it difficult for us. So we need to be the enforcer into any game. And like I said, it doesn't matter who it's against. Um, and you, you, like you said, you know, Arsenal have only scored six goals um, this season, which is the same as Southampton and only one more than Burnley. Um, so obviously they've got a tr- tr- trouble finding the net um, compared to, to conceding. They've conceded 10, which is uh, two less than us, um, which, you know, it's not the best, not the not the greatest either. But in the league, they're actually on a on a. If they win tonight, they they win what one, two, three, four out of the last five games after being beaten five nil by Man City. So you know it's unfortunate. It seems like every team coming up against us, 
starts to get some run of form. But, you know, we just, hopefully we play our game. We play the way that we can. We play like we did against United and Chelsea. And um, hopefully we'll come out with a point at best or, you know, even better at three points. But, you know, it's always going to be one of those where we see which Villa turn up and then we assess from there. I mean, I will say that, you know, looking at our current where we are currently, the games we've played. I mean, if you look at the losses, OK, Watford, newly promoted sides. Then most newly promoted sides have a bit of rubber the green, you know. Chelsea, you expect it. Spurs, kind of expected. Wolves, I would have took a draw before it. I know it's not really, you know, quote unquote, a derby, but Wolves has found form. Okay, so really looking at that, you probably think we really should have took what four points from that before kickoff. Obviously, two nil down, two nil up. Sorry, should never throw that away. The wins: Newcastle, Man United, Everton. Now, if someone said swap Man United and Everton for Wolves and Watford, I don't think there'd be as much of a a kickoff as there has been. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of think, in a way, the points have levelled out, if you get what I mean. Like, no one expected to beat Man United. So if you want to cover the Wolves with that, you know, so be it. So, and obviously, the draw with Brentford, just at the time, I thought was a bad result. But they're having quite quite a good season, all fairness. Yeah. You know, they, Chelsea, it took, quali- you know, absolute top, top quality to put them away, um, you know, which obviously the top elite sides can do. So, you know, I don't think I've seen a lot of let's sack Smith, right? And I and I only want to talk about it a little bit just because I, I, I think it's a bit of a knee jerk reaction to a three two defeat. Now, I don't think yes, the substitutes weren't the best, but what was coming off the bench weren't the best. It is where it is, unfortunately, because we haven't got the depth that we need right now, as we spoke about on the uh Wolves review. We need a nasty battler. We we're missing that. But I just, it kind of feels like that with every single loss, every time we don't pick up three points, it goes from being Man United, we beat them, and he's the best manager in the last 10, you know, last decade, whatever. We lose to Wolves by three set pieces. One was a huge deflection. One was an own goal. Uh, sorry, one was a huge deflection for, uh, for the Nevers one. Twan's AB was an own goal, which obviously got told it was Cody one. Um, there was all set pieces, and, you know, it's... It is what it is. You know what I mean? We fell apart. And I don't think no matter what coach you've got, if the players are making stupid errors like that and not, you know, and just they're just faulted. Um, it's not really Smith's fault, in, in all honesty. I agree the substitutes weren't the best. But when you've got a guy who's absolutely knackered, Cashew come off that with a suspected injury, and then Buendia, who wasn't exactly having the best games of his life, I, I can't really argue it. So... What do you, I mean, what do you think about Smith? I mean, do you think his job, do you think his job's safe? Because obviously we've got two losses on the bounce. Um, you know, if we lose to Arsenal, argument's sake, you know, it's three on the bounce. What, what, what's your cut off for you, you personally? Um, you know, your opinion on Smith and when do you say enough's enough? Because for me, I, I'm pro Smith. I'm not going to sit and say I'm not. But yeah, what, what's your opinion? I mean, for me, I think if uh, I saw a perfect quote on Twitter the other day, and it was, um, "If you're Smith out, then go and go and support the the shit down the road." Really, you know, um, 
for me, I'm I'm pro Smith. I want him. I want him in. Um, they've obviously got a um, committed future and long-lasting um, kind of journey that Smith is kind of on that they've planned together with him, Perslow, you know, Edens, and um, everyone else. And you know, he's part of it. You know, he he will be the right person in the job uh, emotionally because, you know, he, he would take it to heart. I don't think any other manager would take it to heart as much as he would. You know, that comes from him being uh, so heavily involved as a supporter and his, his dad being a steward. Um, I think you have to give him some slack as you've just lost the best player this club has curated, if not curated ever, okay, in 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 Jack Grealish, you've lost your talent. You know your your big star player, the one who gets you fouls left, right, and centre, gives you chances after chances, passes after passes. You know you have to adapt, and it's going to take time. The when we came up the first season, it, it took until Project Restart to be able to stay up really until players start to click and gel and you know that's going to happen again yes we've also been unlucky with injuries not Smith's fault um, he's been unlucky with coronavirus restrictions in other countries not Smith's fault so I just think we're too some fans are too busy jumping often on the bandwagon after we lose or win it's either Smith in then Smith out and then in out in out I mean, shake it all about, why don't you? Because, you know, for me, Smith's, I want Smith in it for the long haul. And there will be a point, and that point will come where you have to think, is Smith good enough? And if we need to go to the next level, then can we bring a better manager in? Another point is, if you were to sack Smith now, who do you bring in and who can we attract to the club? Because we aren't on the cusp of Europe. Not yet, anyway. You know, we're top table, if not just above mid-table Premier League club. So who, realistically, are you going to be able to convince to come to the club and take us further? There's probably a handful of names, if that. So for me, Smith's the right person. The owners love him. Perslow likes him. You know, they've got a vision. And, you know, stick with him because... You know, we can't go back to the ways that we used to be. And, you know, we get Hulier and McLeish and, you know, Remy Gard and Black and Sherwood. You know, we can't keep chopping, changing managers because we'll, you know, we'll plummet. So that's my rant over. Keep Smith. Obviously, like I said, you know, there comes a point if he can't take the club any further. I reckon, you know... What we got 11th last season, we get 11th, 12th, 13th. You know, you kind of have to accept it for this season, then build on next season. I think you have to give him until the end of next season before you question anything to do with Smith. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, there's a lot of factors that come into play that aren't his fault. Um, we've spent over 100 million on wingers, as I said before, and they're injured. They was Jack's replacement. You know, okay, obviously we signed them before he was let go. Um, but it, it's kind of he can't he can't do much about it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we can't. We Okay, we both agree that, you know, the, the five at the back isn't working, the wing-backs isn't working. But at the end of the day, we don't have fit wingers. We don't really have much choice. To play wide, we have to play wing-backs at the moment. Um, I'll be disappointed if he sticks with it after it flopping. Not saying it shouldn't be used in certain games because it probably, you know, could be useful. But right now, it's not working. Um, and as you say, that... There's people out there who want him gone, and it just feels like it's just being stupidly fickle. That every time a, a result doesn't go our way, it's a manager's fault, and it's it, it's not. You know, what I mean, there's not much he can do right now. Yes, as you said, we've we've lost uh, Joe, who was, you know, a world class player. Let's not beat around the bush. And I'm kind of glad he's kind of flopping at the moment. Not going to lie, but you know, it's it's hard to replace that, and he. You know, it, it kind of felt like it was done last minute as you watch the Perso thing. I guess we all did. They thought he was staying and then he, he, he you know, turned around and didn't stay in the end. You know, once on his contract without the clause, so there's nothing they could do. It's just one of those situations where we can't, we, we had no control over. And right now, he is the best man for the job. He lives and breathes it. As you said, Project Restart, there was no manager. You look at Steve Bruce, he was an holiday at Newcastle. Managers didn't. Get, what was what was our manager doing? He was coaching the defenders to defend better during a period of time where we didn't know if the league was going to restart or not. You know, there was a lot of talk of us being relegated by points per game and all that sort of stuff that was going on. And our manager, who is a Villa fan, whose dad was a steward, as you said, whose family is huge Villa fans, which I know a lot of Villa fans kind of. They used it in a positive way for Grealish. Oh, he's a Villa fan. He'll never do the dirty, and he's done the dirty. But then when it comes to backing our manager, they soon forget that. Do you get what I mean? Like, it just mm. kind of fits an agenda to what Villa fans want. And I don't want to see him go. I, I don't. He's improved. Season after season, he's improved. Yeah, we've, we've lost two on the bench to Spurs. We've lost to, okay, Wolves after three bad set pieces, which happens. As you said, there was deflected goals at the Liverpool game. It happens. There's nothing we can do. We just move on. And, you know, and as soon as, if we do, arguments say touch will do, it happens, we beat Arsenal. Then fans who's calling for his head will be calling the Messiah again. And I just think we just need to back the manager. Just get off his case. He's done nothing wrong. He's improved every season. He's brought in some players. He's coaching. He saw there was a problem with set-piece. He's brought in a set-piece specialist. And let's be honest, as good as a set-piece specialist has been with the goals we've scored, against Wolves, we conceded three set-pieces. So, okay, deflections, own goals, potential at the one. But, you know, well, I don't know what we was doing for them. So, yeah, for me, I'm glad that you're kind of pro-Smith. I was hoping you wasn't, just so we could have a bit more of a debate. <laughs> but there you go. But as you said, looking at the names that are available, I don't, if Smith, if we got rid of Smith, argument's sake, he went today. Who are you bringing in? You're not going to get Conte. You're not going to get, you know, uh, that, uh, is it Favre that's been linked to Newcastle job? He's going to go to, if he's going to go to somewhere, he's going to go to Newcastle. All the top coaches at the moment are either waiting for a team in the Champions League or they're going to go to Newcastle because of the money. Let's not, going to, let's not lie. So what are you going to be looking at? You're going to be looking at Lampard. You're going to be looking at Eddie Howe. Potentially what? Gerrard, maybe, at a push. So Sparky, get him out of retirement. You know what I mean? Like what, what, we, what are we going to do? Who's out there realistically? Yeah, okay, then if we can get Conte. If for some miracle he decides, yeah, I want to go, you know, live in Aston and, you know, pl- well, obviously he wouldn't live in Aston, but you know what I mean? Like, 
he's going to go and manage us. Great. Okay. If he's done deal, he wants to play, then fine. Yeah. He's an improvement on Smith. I have no problem upgrading us as a club, but it's not going to happen, is it? Let's be honest. So I don't, I'd love to know who these fans who want to sack him, who they're bringing in. I really want to know who they're bringing in. Genuinely, I reckon it's the same people who think that could do a job. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just different kettle of fish, isn't it? So, but yeah, so yeah, yeah bring quite... bring Olaf Melberg and Martin Larson as a one-two. Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, like that's gonna like obviously I'd love to see him back at the club in some capacity. But if someone's telling me you can get rid of Smith and bring in those two, unless they're playing, I don't want them. <laughs> In a in a in a man in a first team role, obviously coaching, defensive, yeah, great. But man leading the line, you know, from the touchline, no, thank you. Um, okay, score line. So back to reality. Uh, we've got Arsenal Friday night. What is your predicted score line? Um, I'm gonna go. I mean, I was very tempted to just go with a two one, just thinking about it just then, but. Um, going off the fact that Arsenal can't score goals or you know don't score very many, um, I'm gonna go with one nil Villa, and it's kind of a bit boring, I suppose. My head's saying one one, but my heart's saying one nil as well. And I think Danny Ings is gonna turn up yet again. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go. One nil. Um, before we go, uh, we've added a little new side attraction to our previews, which is where we build a starting eleven between the two sides. Um, just interesting to see how many Villa players get into this dream team, as we'll call it. It's going to be quite interesting when we play Burnley and teams like that. But you know, we'll wait for them. Um, so, how are you playing? What formation are you going for? Uh, I think I'm going to go for a four-two-three-one. Four two, okay. Four two three one. All right, matey. So, what's your back four? Uh, we'll go back five then with the key. What are you going? I'm going to go Martinez. Yep. In goal. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Kieran Tierney at left back. Yep. And then Tyrone and Conser and Cash. It's quite tempted to put Ben White in because obviously. Fifty million pound transfer. He's got to be somewhat decent, but to say that Brighton have dealt with his de- departure very well couldn't have been that good of a player, then could he? <laughs> I know your Brighton's not exactly struggling, are they? Um, I'm exactly the same. You know, I, I'm I'm exactly the same. Like Cherney were, is for me their best defender. He's 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 phenomenal, and I, and. I was good. I mean, obviously, I don't think he'd choose Arsenal over us, but I mean, sorry, I didn't think he'd choose Villa over Arsenal. But when we was after, um, when we was looking at left backs a while ago, Oak Journey was uh, was on my list of wanted. So, um, okay, what's your midfield? Uh, the two holding. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Thomas Party for for Arsenal, and then. Uh, I was quite ten- well. I was thinking about putting Louise, but you know that's two defensive midfielders. So I'm going to go with John McGinn instead. To be fair, oh sorry, I didn't. T- I was. I'm going to go four four two. Bit boring. Um, it's just yeah. I'm going to have to go four four two. Um, so sorry. Did you have your party, McGinn? Yep. 
Uh, I'm still going to go Louisa McGinn. I feel really oh, bad. I'm go- Do you know what? I think it's just because how well he started the season. I'm going to have to... I'm not... Yeah, I'm going to go... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a Villa podcast. I'm going to go for the boys. I'm going to go for Louisa McGinn. So, yeah, that's my two. Uh, so what's your you got three four you four two three one aren't you so yeah three what's behind your, what's your three behind them mate what's your three behind on the left it's going to be Bukayo Saka as in number ten it's going to be Martin Odegaard and on the right Leon Bailey uh well I'm, I'm going two wingers so uh yeah mine's Saka and Bailey um yeah there's no way and I've had this argument with an Arsenal fan. Pepe is just useless. I'm not taking it. It's a million pound down the drain if you ask Literally, me. yes. Yeah, I don't think you could put a decimal point in that and he's worth that. Um, so, yeah, um, go for the second. And then, obviously, you're going one up front when I'm going two. So, what you go in? Who is it? Who's the man that leads the line? Uh, if I'm being level-headed, which you're not, um, I'm very, very tempted to put in... Um, Pierre and Mika Bamiang, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I just think he's got a bit more about him, and he's got the experience. I mean, it's very, it's very tight call between him and Ings, but I think I'm gonna go with Bamiang. See, that's why I went two up front. That's why I went four four two. I'm willing to drop Odin got Ogard just to drop in a Bamiang and Danny Ings. Because that for me is phenomenal. <laughs> you guarantee goals right there. So yeah, as you probably worked out, it's a Bamiyang and <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, to be fair, there's quite a lot of because I've done this before. As I said, there's someone at work, a area manager, an Arsenal fan, and he literally gave us one. I did the same thing. I asked him the same question. Build a squad. Whatever you want to do it, whatever formation, build a squad. And he literally gave us Martinez at a push. And I was like, you're joking. How? How is yeah. Pepe getting in front of Bailey? How is... He, can't, he wouldn't even put... In, no, literally put Martinez. And I went, is that literally because he played for Arsenal? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it literally that reason? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm kind of glad that you were... I suppose we've been a bit biased, both being Villa fans, I suppose. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad there was quite a few Villa players in yours <laughs> just to uh, show that it's just not me. But, yeah, there you go. Um, final question before I go, and if anybody is listening and wants to message me or add it to when I drop the podcast out, their opinion. I know we're going to... It's literally just about Smith, and I was going to run a poll about it, but... I, it's one of those touchy subjects. So, if we lose the next three, does Smith stay or go for you? So, if we lose the next three, does do you get rid of him or do you say no? We give we give him the season, no matter where we finish, what we do. Does he stay for you? Uh, I think if we were to lose the next three, being then four on the no five on the bounce, won't it? Um. I mean, the Southampton game, you're, you're looking at it, it really needs to be a, a win, if not a, a point at a minimum. Um, I mean, our running for the next few games up until the 1st of December is quite good on Smith. You know, all right, you've got two tough games in Arsenal and West Ham, and then 
it goes down to Southampton, Brighton and Palace. So if you if you take those five games, it's 15 points available. If you can get 10 points from those five, I think it, you, you, you're in a good place. But if you not get if you get about five five points from those five games, I think maybe you've got to question it. But you know, it, I mean, I'd stick with him personally. But I can see if we hypothetically, if we were to lose the next three games, I would see a lot of fans turn. And then think, is he the right man? And we may need to replace. So, um, you know, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And you don't sack a manager after a short run of games, in my opinion. Um, You know... I'd I'd still say see it out. I don't think we're going to be anywhere near the relegation zone. We're too good enough to be down there. So, just keep him. Um, Before I go into it, Palace have just equalised, as we've listed. So, that makes Arsenal's goal difference the worst. uh, Well, basically, in the top 15 clubs, so only the bottom five have a worse goal difference as it stands in Arsenal. So, yeah. A goal, Christian Benteke. Good lad. Pretty, uh, uh, but to answer the answer my own question, I'm very much in the belief that if we're in the bottom half by Christmas, I think he's gone. That's my opinion. I don't want it to happen. Um, but obviously, if we like 11th, 12th, Goal difference, game in hand, and we're three behind. Some, you know what I mean? But if we're a clear six points onwards by Christmas and in the bottom half, I wouldn't be shocked to see the trigger pulled, in my opinion. And I think a lot of it is down to that we know our owners are very ambitious. Um, I think there is a project, as we, uh, you know, quote unquote, like everyone keeps saying, there's a project of Villa, you know, you want to be a part of the project. And all that, and I get that, but I think if we don't finish, we don't. I mean, if we finish same around the same as last season, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, I think he'll probably stay. But if we start pushing down, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, I think they'll pull the trigger because I think the problem you got is, on top of that, is players ain't going to want to stay. Martinez, who arguably is one of the best keepers in the world right now um, on the international stage, let alone club level. Mm. He ain't gonna want to sit and, you know, sit mediocre. McGinn, as much as I think he's, you know, a great lad, he has ambitions. Cons are probably McGinn, uh, Mings maybe as well. Bale, you know, Bally ain't gonna come to Villa, you know, to leave Leverkusen to come and be a mid-table, you know, you know, bottom half Premier League winger. He's not. He's gonna go. So you end up this project ends up having to be restarted every season, kind of. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a, as as we've used the word several times in the past during managers and owners transition period with Grealish going. But I think our owners will be like, not being funny, you've spent, we've thrown money at you, left, right and centre, you've spent over 100 mil every season. Okay, you spent it this season, but it's, you know, made a profit after Engels and Grealish going. I, I just can't see them being loyal, if that makes sense to Smith. I think they've got a target and... 
yeah, as we said earlier, I think it would come down to who's available. But I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go if we're, you know, bottom half by Christmas, by, you know, by a good margin of points, if that makes sense. So if we do lose the next three and we're still hovering around 12, 13, I think he'll stay. But I think if we're, 30, you know, lower than that or on 13, 14th position with a good by Christmas with a good margin between us and the top half, I think I think he'll go. Um, so there you go. Um, anything you want to add before we go? Um, uh, I think. I mean, the under, what was it, the under 23s beating Blues? Oh, yes. Forgot about that. Um, That's always a delight. Yeah, always in the shadow. Of, doesn't matter what team it is. Uh, even when they put four first teamers out, you know, still can't beat us. JK. Um, <laughs> I know. And um, I think the women's actually beat them as well, didn't they? I think so. I'm not going to sit and pretend that I know that much about women's football. Uh, not that I'm sexist or anything. Um, it's just that, obviously, I don't really follow the women's side. But I believe you're right, because obviously you always keep an eye on the Blues results against us. No matter what, you know what I mean? It could be the under-8s. You have to keep an eye out, don't you, really? Yeah, um, it wasn't the first team, the women's first team. But we have got... The women's first team are playing Blues on the 14th of November. So that's coming up um, soon. And it's their international break right now, which... You know, we've actually we get we. I'm pretty sure we gain a few more international um, call ups every time it comes around. Um, yeah, I've noticed that because we seem to get quite a few. I mean, the surely I, I think we've probably got more women's like playing for the international sides than men's. Would you say? Oh, it could be to be honest. Because every time I look, I always seem to see them. You know, somebody else called up. Yeah. I mean, the women's are in a pretty good position right now. Um, seventh in the league with seven points. Seven points above the relegation zone, which is Leicester on zero points. Birmingham on six right now. I mean, they did have a disappointing cup exit against Liverpool, who are in the division below. But in the same time, when you think about it, you know, it's one less thing to think about now. You're out of the cup, focus on the league. It's the second season in the Women's Super League. You can stay up, you know, happy as Larry, really. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Isn't it? I mean, like, as you said, like, just, just touching on the um, the youth and all that. I mean, I'm quite shocked about Louis Barry and Ipswich just don't seem to be... It just... Is Mila Yedinak the right man to be the loan manager? Well, I wouldn't want him knocking on my door. I know that much. Um, yeah, because he just... I don't know what it is, because surely he's going to be... He's going to be pulled back in January, because we more... I mean, every Villa fan knows Louis Barry now, um, and we're more raving about him. Um, and obviously, he took his goal well against Liverpool. That's going to put him, like, in folklore now forever. Um, and then when we saw that he was going to go out on loan, like, everyone kind of adopted... Um, as like a, as a second team, um, it, it, switching away just to keep an eye on. And then every time I try and watch it or just look for the results, I'm like, he's not even making the squad. Do you know he's not even making starting eleven? Okay, I feel like a bit, um, 
you know, being a bit biased because obviously Ipswich probably know their players better than I do. But I'm like, why loan this potential wonder kid and not even use him? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely one player who isn't getting a good um, good experience with their, their loan this season compared to a few others. Uh, I'm pretty sure all the loan players that have um, gone out on loan for the season have got um, the option to be recalled in January. It is something that could be looked at, you know. Um, I don't know if it's fake promises from the club, as in uh, Ipswich, or, you know, they just don't feel that he's good enough for League One or where they <laughs> are um, wanting to be. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a few few weeks ago, a few days ago, about apparently there's a League Two club ready waiting in the wings to come and sign him up yeah, for the rest yeah. of the season. Um, maybe that's what he needs. You know, if he, if he's being promised game time at Ipswich and it's not happening, then either Ipswich needs to sort it out or you move him out. Um, but you know, you, you go to some of the players who are having a good time out on loan right now. Kane Kessler. Yeah, I was going to say him. Yeah, brilliant time at um, Swindon. They are rating him very highly at the moment, and he is a very attacking fullback, and he's been getting a few goal contributions this season. Uh, another one, someone who had a good weekend um, just gone was uh, Seb Revan with Grimsby. I think he scored two goals and got an assist as well. So, you know, that's pretty unheard of for a fullback. Um, I don't really know how some of the people abroad are doing that have gone alone abroad anyway, like Wesley and Gilbert. Uh, it's still funny to think that we've actually got Laurent Klasnic um, still on our books. <laughs> um, That's mad, sure, isn't it? I'm pretty sure Connor hasn't done too much at Sheffield United. Uh, and I don't think I've seen many names about. I've seen um, Reiki at Stockport being raved about down there. Uh, Brad Young's been getting a few features. Um, he was in the same position as Barry was, not getting played a lot. But it seems like he's been turning it around slightly. Um, but you know, we we had like you say, look at our under twenty three team, and you know what Perslow said a few weeks ago: if you've got twenty two year olds in that team, you've set up isn't right. You know, yeah. which is, is quality, you know, brilliant um, what he said. And I know I've said it before, but this youth team to go from, you know, losing 8-0 or whatever it was to Sunderland a year ago to them beating Burton and, uh, who was the other one, Wickham? No, yes, Wickham, who are League One standard teams. You know, we have got some great players coming through and they keep on wanting to add to it as well. The guy that scored the two goals against uh, Birmingham for the under-23s, he literally just signed his contract the week before from Chelsea after having a successful trial. So they're always wanting to improve uh, and they're not afraid to spend the money on the youth teams either. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, I'm pretty... I mean, I've heard before that Pretty much, it's, I wouldn't say it's unlimited funding, but it's a very, you know what I mean? Like, there isn't, uh, if we need somebody, they they have permission to pretty much go get them. Obviously, 
the price for an under 23s, under 18, 16, so on is obviously a lot, lot less than, you know, a first team Premier League player. Um, you know, but we, we there is pretty much funding to do as and what they want um, to get them in if they need them or if they're going to be a high quality player. As you said, Perso said about the 22 year olds, which is perfect, is exactly what we want to hear. Um, and they are doing well. Um, it's just like you say that it's a bit sad to see that some of our star star players that we rate highly as fans and as a club are not making the grade um, for, you know, no disrespect to teams like Ipswich. I mean, I know it's Paul uh, Cook as the manager and he's very, you know, well thought of in, in the footballing world. Um, and, you know, and as a decent coach. So unless there's something there, maybe, I mean, if I'm going to go on a push on a limb, I wonder if he's got some sort of, you know, attitude maybe that maybe they'll want to kind of knock out. Um, as in, you know, like he probably thinks I'm the big I am kind of thing. Because I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying he's a kind of, you can get that feels a bit like Jack was, um, if you get what I mean. Like I said, I could be completely wrong. But yeah, I'm quite shocked. And some of the names that we've got on loan, like you said, like uh, Kalinik out on loan and um, Hurahan. Vasilev. Yes. Indiana Vasilev, yeah, surely those guys will be gone by the end of the summer. So, um, but, sorry, by the end of summer, by, by the summer next year. So, you know, some of these players like like Kessler, it's quite interesting to see because obviously Gilbert's out on loan and everyone kind of had a bit of a soft spot for him. And I personally think he's not going to play for us again. Even though I don't think he did much wrong, I just he just doesn't seem to be Dino's cup of tea. And hopefully with Kessler smashing it, obviously it's not Premier League level. Uh, he comes in and back up to cash because it's quite strange that we let Gilbert go out on loan without having an actual recognised out-and-out right-back. Um, and then obviously Kessler went out as well. So it's quite strange that we haven't... Re- I mean, obviously Young can cover there, Konza can do, but for me, I always... I don't like to shoehorn players into positions. You know what I mean? You're either a right-back or you're a centre-half or, you know, you, you are what you are. You can't... Just, you know, do a Martin O'Neill and drop Rio Coker or Craig Gardner at right back and think it's sound. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, to me, doesn't work. But there we yeah, are. Yeah, and you know, you, like you just said about the um, unlimited um, budget for the under 18s and 23s, you know, the, there was two players that we signed um, in the summer that are tipped to be, you know, the next big things out of English football. Josh Feeney, a centre half. Um, yes, captain of the. I, I, can't, I can't remember which can't remember which um, club he's come from. Uh, uh, it's gonna bug uh, Fleetwood is where he came from. You know, he's the under sixteen captain for England. I think. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, he's already been playing in our under eighteen, so he's playing. You know, two years above himself, really. Uh, and uh, the other one was. Uh, is it? Kyra Pierce or something like that. Yes, um, we got yes. him from Bristol Rovers, I believe. Yeah, spot on. Um, again, another sixteen-year-old uh, playing two years above, and I'm pretty sure we paid at least minimum five hundred thousand um, pounds as a collective, if not up to seven hundred and fifty thousand. So, you know, if we get it right. 
like some we haven't done in previous years. You know, when you look back at like um, Jacob Bedu and uh, James Bree and people like that. But it seems like the recruitment process and the the scouting network is a much better place than what it was under Sherwood and under people like that. So they have my backing because they are trying to find gems to save us millions in the future. You know, Cameron Archer, both the Chukwamaker brothers, you got the Seb brothers, the Ramsey brothers, you know, they could save us you know, hundreds of millions of pounds and it will be brilliant for us to bring them through, not just because they're, you know, one of our own. It goes towards the Premier League um, players' ruling system. Yeah. We need to have enough people in from uh, youth and from England, so it would be perfect um, for us to bring them through. Well, yeah, I mean, like as you said there with Cameron Archer, like, he's making you know, the grade at the moment and knocking on the doors. Obviously, I think it's going to be quite hard to knock off, you know, a prolific Premier League striker like Danny Ings. Um, you know, Watkins' position, if we are going to stick with two up front, probably could come into question to give him a... a tr- I'm not saying, you know, start week in, week out, but just to... I mean, I know they're two different footballers, but it makes Keenan Davis look crap. This Well, I was about to touch on that, that, you know, Keenan Davis is still with us, still made out of glass. Um, and... You know, his his days are numbered. Has to be. He has to be done by now, surely. Um, you know, the, in my opinion, he can't. He, he, his position's been taken by a nineteen-year-old kid. You know, um, and obviously, like you said, we got Brad Young, who's kind of slightly underrated, in my opinion, because everyone raves about Archer, everyone raves about Louis Barry, obviously, but I think Brad Young is 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 just as much capable. So, in my opinion, those three kids are in front of Davis now if someone's going to get first-team football in front of me. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Go- I don't know what it is, but knowing knowing how we're working of late with some of the... Well, I'm not going to slag him off too much, but some of the decisions, like I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a new five-year deal or something. <laughs> do, do you know? Just, just to annoy everyone, but... In all fairness, like he's not done much much wrong, and, and and touching about players who come and gone in the past, Rushton Murphy, another one who was promised, you know, the world, Nathan Delfonso, where we thought that was going to be the next best thing, Ozier Osborne, um, just Sally yeah. Fu, Sally Fu, um, yeah, just just names out the hat, Alexander but, Tonev. Oh, I think on that note. And on that note, on that and bombshell. On that, yeah, I think on that bombshell. Um, but no, so yeah, like you say, it's it's promising future. It's just we've got to get through this sticky patch that we're going through with the first team. And yeah, hopefully everyone can stay on board because, as I say, quote unquote, believe in the project. That, so, and, and hopefully everyone stays fit in the process. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I say, we've still got Bali to come back, which hopefully he's back in for this game. Traore, Trezeguet. Yeah, Trezeguet. We got Sanson fully fit. I was about to say his name. Yeah, Sanson to come back. Um, you know, there's quite a, uh, you know, different players to come back. Um, you know, there's players like, as I said, Gilbert out on loan, which will he come back? Who knows? Wesley, obviously record signing at one point for us. You know, out on loan. Um, you know, you don't know if he can smash it, come back, or whether his days are done. You know, who, who knows? But 
yeah, there's still still a lot going on behind the scenes and the way we, we well. I wouldn't say that we normally quick out the gates, you know, come the window, but I'd expect a couple ins and outs to come in in January, you know, that, you know, might supplement the squad a bit more than what it is. So the future's bright, at least. At least we can say that. Um, but thank you, guys. Sorry we've waffled on again. Again, I was aiming for 2025, but we're touching nearly an hour. Um, I don't know how out of a preview, but there you go. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you, Callum, for joining again. Um, I know you probably, you know, everyone's missed Gary, um, but you, I'm sure he'll be back soon. But until then, you have the pleasure of me and Callum. So thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. And hopefully, I'm praying that the next review of the Arsenal will be a huge win and um, a smug Brad. <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for listening. And up the villa. <laughs> <laughs>